0: Hello, and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck. Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemoblishow.com. That's ask at thejoemoblishow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, and tonight we're talking about news for the show, uh, the way ahead, what's going to be happening. We're talking about a couple of interesting lawsuits and just the dumpster fire that is the United States right now, all that and more, and it starts right now. So... As you can see from the title of this episode, it's not a surprise, guys. I am uh, leaving YouTube. I'm I'm leaving YouTube in that I'm closing up shop uh, with my channel over there, Uh, but I'm also leaving YouTube in the way that I'm on this long journey to kind of break up with Google. Uh, I'm, I'm on that journey as well to break up with YouTube to not have to use it at all. Um, I, it's, it's just been a really interesting uh, couple of years for me. And I know that I, I say things like, Hey, you guys need to be bold. You need to be courageous. Certainly I'm in the arena doing all the things, going to the events. I've got people confronting me out on the side of the road. Um, so I do put my money where my mouth is in that regard, uh, but you know I've got to walk the walk and not just talk the talk on certain things like Google. I've I've tried not to use Google for maybe a solid six months now. Um, I do use I use Brave as the overall browser. Which one? If you're not using Brave, it's really nonsensical because it's just the fastest browser. It's the least clunky. It actually does really work well. Uh, but, you know, I use Brave, I use DuckDuckGo the proper way. You've got to, like, get the plug-in and change the settings and stuff to actually use DuckDuckGo as a privacy uh, search engine. It doesn't just work if you just go to the website, so hate to spoil that for you guys. Uh, but I need to do the same thing with YouTube. Um, I... I, I try not to use YouTube. It's so convenient. Everything that you want, you know, YouTube is primarily a search engine. Uh people search for certain things at a much higher rate on YouTube than they do on Google, which is why Google bought YouTube. That's why Alphabet had an interest in YouTube because it's a search engine. It's not just purely uh, entertainment or a news platform. It is primarily a search engine. People search how to do this, how to do this, how not to do this, how to fix this, all these types of things. Uh, and other platforms are being built. Other platforms are uh, rolling out, and they're going through their growing pains. They're they're you know some of them are clunky, some of them aren't super user friendly. There's there's Odyssey. There's I'm going to forget all of these. Uh, one of them is called something like an octopus or whatever. There's Rumble, which is where I'm moving to. So I jumped on the locals' train early. Um, I stand by that. I think Dave Rubin and his team are incredible. I'm literally wearing a Rubin Report shirt right now. Uh, and I put it on because I'm excited to start the process of giving a big F you to YouTube. And, and I know they're Christians watching right now, and you're super upset, but I, I've just been through the ringer with this whole thing. Um, you know, uh, my my partner in crime, uh, Demis Christofy, he's been through the same, you know, load of crap with just dealing uh, with big tech. I don't know what he's doing with his show. Um, you yeah, haven't really talked about it much, but my show is leaving YouTube. Uh, people that watch on Facebook, and to my surprise, my Facebook following was growing pretty quickly, and a lot of people do watch there. Uh, but I got to cut Facebook too. I'm, I'm just sticking with one of the big tech tyrant platforms. Uh, so for now, that's going to be Twitter. Um, so if you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to be on Twitter until they cancel my account on Twitter. Um, Obviously, I don't do any live streams on Twitter, but moving forward to watch the Joe Mobley show, to watch it, there's only going to be really two ways to do it. The live streams are the replays here on Rumble, which is the only place this is going out right now because I'm stricken again from YouTube and and, uh, another video is down. um, And yeah, and it's just, it's exceedingly frustrating. Uh, So you can watch it on Rumble. Um, You'll be able, so this week you can watch on Facebook. Next week you can watch on Rumble, YouTube, and Facebook. But next week is my absolute last YouTube episode. I'm just going back to YouTube uh, to tell everyone that I'm done with YouTube. Uh, And it's a pain. It's a pain because I've spent time uh, working on this following. Um, Here you can see just the, the total nonsense that is just just YouTube bullcrap. So um, this isn't my first strike. I've had others. Obviously, I did not win uh, the review here. Um, The Tracy Beans episode, YouTube, you guys just hate Tracy Beans. It's fine. It is what it is. We know that you're socialists. Just own it. Um, AOC owns it. The squad owns it. Just own it. Uh, But my spotlight on Loudoun County Schools episode with Michael Rivera, who's running for school board in Loudoun County in Leesburg. Um, So if you live out here in the 10th, vote for Rivera on that day. But they took it down for medical misinformation. And I've gone back and listened to almost every word of the episode. And really, the only thing that I can think is we were at sometimes talking about efficacy of masks. So let's let's be super clear here. Masks do not work. And people are giving special dispensation for what about N95s or KN95s or, or the little blue surgical? None of them work. None of them work. You are not putting that mask on in any manner remotely close to how the mask is used in any study that you can find. And the few studies where they said they were small benefits You are not using the mask in that way. These masks need to be used for just a couple of hours, maybe up to four hours. They need to be put on in a sterile environment. They need to be left in a sterile field, put on your face by someone who's wearing sterile equipment themselves. No one is doing this. When you touch your mask, it's done. When you hang your mask from your rearview mirror in your car or you leave it hanging there looking like a ridiculous, you know, woke tag... Uh, virtue signal tag hanging from your gear shifter or your turn signal in your car—that's what everyone's doing. The cloth masks, the cloth masks actually do do something. They—they they make you sick. Uh, they hire. They increase the chance that you'll have respiratory illness. The the cloth homemade nasty crusty terrible mask uh, that you guys wear with your cute little you know pictures or graphics on them. Those make you sick, so that's that's pretty stupid um, but YouTube disagrees and YouTube gets to make the rules um, so where is that thing? Uh, did I click out of it so let's let's click on their medical misinformation oh there it is so here's the deal YouTube's Ever-changing, ever-ambiguous community guidelines, which is what they call them because they think that sounds better. They think that their totalitarianism is more palatable when they call it community guidelines. This is so we can live in community together, do what we say, and then we can live happily in community together. Um, So their COVID-19 medical misinformation policy uh, says that it's for the safety of creators. It's for the safety of viewers and partners. Um, it's their highest priority. Here's the problem. Here's the, the catch-22. Here's the, the kind of bait and switch. They, they got us. Down here, it says, this is limited to the content that contradicts the WHO, the World Health Organization, or local health authorities' guidance on, and then boom, 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 treatment, diagnosis, prevention, all of these things, social distancing, the existence of COVID-19 itself, the problem is this is a never-ending battle because the, the local health authorities, or even if you take big ones, the CDC and WHO are constantly changing each other's message and they're constantly contradicting each other then you have representatives from both organizations contradicting themselves their own organizations but even more so previous public statements that they had made dr fauci has done this all of the the little doctors that they put out there um from the who or from the cdc or from whatever the heck local health authorities are which is super ambiguous. It's really the local health authorities that they agree with. It's not my doctor. My doctor says, well, you know, well, social distancing can be fine. I don't like people being close to me anyway. Uh, but my doctor would go for prevention and treatment, would go for uh, cardiovascular health, good respiratory health, diet and exercise, not making yourself a really good target, a really good victim uh, for respiratory illness uh which is the sniffles okay covid-19 is the sniffles covid-19 has not killed a significant number of people compared to other basic illnesses just like uh certain things like january 6 was not an insurrection it doesn't meet the guidelines just like a lot of crimes are not terrorism they don't meet the guidelines COVID-19 doesn't meet the basic guidelines for a pandemic. The only reason that you know that COVID-19 is a thing is because people are signaling for it. They're wearing masks. There are stickers on the floor telling you to stand here. There's plexiglass in between you and the person in front of you. Or people are asking you for your proof of vaccination. If all of those things were gone, if no one was asking you, can you prove that you're vaccinated? If no one was wearing a mask... If there was no plexiglass, you could not know that COVID-19 was the thing. A pandemic, there's bodies in the streets. That's how you know that's a thing. They knew the plague was going on because there were bodies lying in the street, basically human sewage, not sewage from humans, but humans actually filling sewers. That's how you know that there's a pandemic. Uh, so this doesn't fit the bill in the slightest and the who and local health authorities are going to be in disagreement period that's a fact okay that that's just a plain jane fact so i'm not dealing with this i'm not having these strikes that last until april it's it's now february 4th um i'm just not dealing with it so this is the state of my show right now as it stands um as it stands right now today, Thursday, February 4th, my largest following is on my podcast. And I'm incredibly thankful for all of you that listen on podcasts. I started the podcast first. Um, we, wait, let me full screen myself here. Oh, Mouse, I lost you. We, we, being my wife and I, talked about the creation of the show, the idea for the show for a good while, um, you know, does does something need to be said by me and at what frequency, whatever. And we decided to pull the trigger on this thing. And I launched it as a plain Jane podcast, pre-recorded interviews only, no video, no restreaming, just podcast, boom, published on Mondays. Um, And that was November, 2020. Uh, So I launched, I think on November 30th or 31st, 2020, I had pretty modest growth uh, for the first three to six months, uh, but really the lion's share, huge numbers of people listen to the podcast. I'm incredibly thankful. Um, if that's you, nothing is changing for you. Please you know, subscribe if you're not subscribed, if you're just going in. Uh, and finding it. Uh, like the show if you're listening to it. And the best thing to do, the absolute best thing to do, if you're that podcast listener, is to rate and review the show regardless of the platform you use. If you use Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, I'm everywhere, everywhere that you could possibly listen to a podcast. I'm, I'm sure that I'm there. If I'm not, shoot me an email. Um, but the best thing you could do there is rate and review the show uh, give it a like if your platform allows you to give likes. Um, and if you wanted to go super the extra mile, then go ahead and copy the link and share it with someone and ask them to check it out. Uh, don't ask them to subscribe, ask them to check out the show and see what they think about it. Um, if you're a YouTube subscriber and, and many of you are, I, I started the YouTube about halfway through the year. So I want to say, I want to say about summer, uh, summertime 2021 uh i got into the youtube i started doing live streams i started making you know the stand the typical type of youtube video pre-recorded video with jump cuts that kind of thing uh and guys it's it's a lot of work um it it's just it's a lot of work i love doing it i love getting uh the message out to you all uh you know these these are the results. I have over three thousand followers. Some of these videos have tens of thousands of views. This one's got over one hundred and twenty thousand. I was not expecting this, and I know that this channel will continue to grow if I stay on the platform and censor myself and and submit submit to the totalitarian rule. You know, if I if I promise that I'll be a good boy. Uh, and every time, every time someone, a guest on my show says something bad, if I go with my tail between my legs and beg, uh, the YouTube overlords, then I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to do it. Uh, (laughs) says rumble. Here we come. Yeah, it's, I'm just not going to do it. So I, I just didn't want to be out here like whining or complaining. Like, I'm, I'm letting you guys know I've put work into this for a year and a half. Um, I, I hate some people will feel like I'm leaving you high and dry. I hate that you'll feel that way. I don't think that YouTube is the place for you. If you like this show, YouTube hates you. Almost everyone who works for YouTube and Alphabet, Google, that whole big tech group, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know the players. They hate you. And us playing in their sandbox does pad their wallets. And it gives them more money. And we really need – like I, I'm, I'm showing you this to say I'm sacrificing here. I could – I could do what you're doing and continue to play by their rules and keep my head down and not say anything at work and don't give an honest review of the woke training in the corporate environment or the BLM training, the CRT-infused bullcrap. And I'm just – I'm not available for that, guys. I I can't. I can't do it. Um, So – we have skin in the game. You know, the, the creators like this, and I get some of the people who stay on. Steven Crowder staying on, and he's trying to tell as many people as he can about the alternative platforms. I don't have to do that. My my following is so small at this time that I, I feel comfortable going over and basically starting over. So, uh, and just in case, you know people thought I was like bullcrapping. Um, You know, these are, whoa, that's huge. These are some of my, this is my media kit, okay, that I send around when I'm booking stuff. Uh, But I've gotten over 2 million impressions on YouTube in in a very short period. Again, these are obviously outdated every day, uh, but over 3.13,000 subscribers. This is This is substantial. Twitter is going to ax me at some point because, as you can see, I I do pretty well on Twitter. I've got three million impressions in a three-month period. Um, This is just what it is, and I'm telling you, I've put a lot of time and a lot of effort into this, and I'm not quitting, but I'm closing down this shop. I'm walking away like that. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Uh, So. That, that's just it. That's it for YouTube. It's it for Facebook, Instagram. If you follow me on any of those things, the only things that will remain are locals.com. I love locals. It's the internet done right. Like I started to say earlier, locals should replace platforms like Facebook and Twitter. Um, so I'm going to stay over there. My community is the Joe Mobley Show on locals. Uh, and locals is real. Community, not fake community, not community. If you do what we say, we do Zoom hangouts on local with with uh, Susan and and Dave gets on sometimes. People from the Rubin Report. Uh, they do member meetups. Like real actual community is happening. People are are having honest dialogue. People are having debates like you do tend to have on the internet. It's just, it's a totally different vibe. So the internet done right, that's Locals.com. I'm staying on there. I'm staying on the only Woke divis platform I'm staying on is Twitter for the time being. Uh, I'm also on Getter. Uh, so I'm at the Joe Mobley on all the social media platforms. You get on the social media platform, type in at the Joe Mobley. Uh, and if you're on one that's not a Woke this platform, I should come up. Uh, so... Facebook is gone. Instagram is gone. Uh, Facebook, both the page and my profile, uh, those, those will be gone next Friday. Um, so Rumble's staying. Locals are staying. Getter is staying. And here, let me see if I'm forgetting one. Uh, I haven't decided about TikTok, guys. I don't know. Uh, China already has all of my data. Uh, just just for anyone whose head just exploded that I have a TikTok. Uh I was involved in both of the DOD hacks. So China's already China's got way more data on me than TikTok can provide. Um yeah, that's it. Locals, Twitter, Rumble. I'm on LinkedIn. I guess you can follow me on LinkedIn, but that's that's the future of the Joe Mobley show. It is what it is. Um Yeah. So Help out. Easiest way to help out is to go over to these places. If you're you're one of those podcast listeners, you don't have to do anything else. Thank you for being here from the very beginning or whenever you came on. Um, If you want to go above and beyond, then this part's for you. Uh, So go to Rumble, type in The Joe Mobley Show, whether it's video search or... Uh, channel search. I'm hoping that Rumble continues to build out so it's a better platform. You shouldn't have to delineate between video and, and uh, channel when you're searching for stuff. Um, I also am interested, if you haven't heard, Rumble bought locals. Uh, so there's definitely a strategic partnership there. Everyone talks about the alternate economy, you know, build your own we're building our own. And, and I'm going all in. I'm at a place in my development as a content creator where I feel good about this. So I'm going all in on the alternate platforms. I'm going to try my largest following is Twitter. I'm going to try and scrape as many people as I can off of that platform onto the alternatives. And and then when they give me the ax, I'll just, pff, I'm not starting another account. Uh, so Rumble, go ahead and subscribe to me there. I've got 850 subscribers guys there are over 3000 of you on on YouTube and there are tens of thousands of you on podcasts so that would definitely help out if you're hearing this go to Rumble type in Joe Mobley the Joe Mobley show any variation of that and go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already you knew this was coming. This is full-blown commercial time. Uh, you can also go to my website, thejomoblishow.com slash shop or any of the other pages home about. Listen, um, you can support me here no matter what happens with the cancellation. my My computer guy is excellent. He's very good. My website will be up and my podcast will be on it. Uh, if, if they try and parlor me, if they try and take my podcast off of Spotify or whatever, which right now, small potato, they don't care. Um, but, you know, if if Neil Diamond comes out and says, oh my gosh, you've got Joe Mobley's podcast on your platform, it's him or me, I could care less. I've I've got my own hosting thing going on, so you can always, always, always listen to me here. And if you want to buy some funny merch, then go ahead to my shop and buy some funny merch. Uh, I got to say, guys, my Let's Go branded shirt is the best. I, I thought it would sell more than it's been selling. Um, and you can do something about that right now. All right, so that's it on that front. We are moving on with the rest of the show. So the ridiculousness that's been going on in this country is finally starting to bubble to the surface. People know what's going on. Everyone started paying attention to more and more things because of COVID, because of lockdowns, 15 days to slow the curve, 15 weeks, 15 months. At this point, I'm thinking 15 years is probably when we'll see the earliest, you know, signs of true normalcy. And yeah, things are that bad because kids that have been in public schools and have been trained to be afraid of each other and to you know stop, drop, and roll if their mask comes off or if they find themselves around someone without a mask, those kids are screwed. You parents, you screwed your kids. If you stop and try and intervene right now, you have years of training and therapy and bullcrap to go through to get your kid back on track. And it's not their fault. It's your fault. So other things that are bubbling to the surface is all of the manifestations of woke policies. And like John, John, like Michael Knowles, I love it because I tell people this stuff all the time. Conservatives, we don't have crystal balls. We just have common sense. We have a little bit of discernment and a little bit of an understanding of history. And a lot of us have Bible knowledge and you can look to the Old Testament. No, there's nothing new under the sun. We are not that unique. Someone else has already done this. The wars and conflicts over women, check. It's been done. The brother killing brother, the familial violence, check. That stuff's been done. Totalitarianism, socialism, it's been done. Well, there are some really interesting lawsuits happening and some action going on them. And I've been saying this stuff for years. These quotas, all of this, we need more blacks, we need more Asians, we need more Hispanics, we need more women, we need more black women in tech, we need more Asian women who identify as men who are gay in consulting or whatever. All of this ridiculousness is illegal. It's illegal, and there's a really easy way to find out it's legal, and that's because you would have to publish unconstitutional job announcements. And that's exactly what's happening. So here's uh, one such case um, that uh, Judicial Watch is involved in, and Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch, um, but they're suing in California because of the the sex discrimination of corporate boards. So basically this is what happens, and there's there's your site for you right down there. You can see the case. I'm not going to play the video. I'm just going to give you a little synopsis. In 2018, California passed a uh, Senate bill something or other. I don't know, 84, 89, something like that. It's really easy to find. Um, you can just type into DuckDuckGo, uh, California board, California corporate board lawsuit or whatever. And I'll come up. So they, they passed a law, I believe it was 2018. And the law said that you needed to have a certain number of women on the board. And I knew then that it was illegal, that it's unconstitutional, it's literally against the Civil Rights Act, um, which the Civil Rights Act, the Civil Rights Movement, all people are beneficiaries, not black people, not Asians, not Tongans, Pacific Islanders, no, no, all people Fairness across the board, equality under law, not more equality for blacks and less equality for whites, not altered equality or, or any type of qualifier equality, just equality. The problem is when you say we need more women, we need more Asians, we need more blacks, we need more fill in the blank with a protected class, gender, gender, uh, I almost said political ideology. That's not a protected class. They could have all rhino Republicans or all socialist liberal uh, Democrats. But um, age, gender, uh, ethnicity, country of origin, all of that stuff, sexuality, you cannot hire based on those concerns. All of those questions constitute unlawful, illegal, your-but-will-be-sued questions in a job interview. An HR professional knows this. These policies, these laws say we need someone on the board. So we're going to put out a job announcement, but it has to be a woman. That's illegal. Everyone knows that that's illegal. Joe Biden and his ridiculous, I am going to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. That's illegal. That's segregation. That is discrimination based on sex and race. This is not a scenario where two negatives make a positive. Either one of those things is flagrantly unlawful, uh, and the court shouldn't stand for it, and quite frankly, the the legislature shouldn't stand for it either. But you look at this job announcement, and they say, okay, well, we we have to post a job. Either You have to do one of two things. You have to post the job and say out loud, it's only for women or only for blacks or only for black women, or... You have to lie and manipulate and commit fraud and pretend that you're considering all candidates. But on the back end, tell the hiring authorities, tell the recruiters and the hiring managers and the phone screeners, don't accept men. Don't accept whites. In this case with with SCOTUS, don't accept Asians. Uh, Any type of ethnic group that's not black, that's illegal. And that's exactly what Tom Fitton is suing over. And this isn't anything rare or new. Uh, the, National Center for, blah, 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 the National Center for Public Policy Research uh, is doing just the same. This is as of November 29th, 2021. Shareholder activist sues California over radical board of directors rule. This is the exact same rule. This is another case. Another case Um, So the center's uh, FEP group, the Free Enterprise Project, is spearheading this lawsuit. And they're doing, they're saying that they're doing this in the name of anti-racism and they're doing this in the name of equity. One, gender is not a race, okay? Hiring more women doesn't mean that you like black people more or that you are somehow racially enlightened. That means you're an idiot. If, the answer, if your answer to the question, why are you hiring more women, is to support blacks, you're an idiot. You're, you're just not smart at all. The problem is this is unlawful. This is not a more per- perfect union. This is not judged by the content of their character and, you know, being a quality person and not the color of their skin. This is judged by their gender, judged by their, the color of their skin. So, I'm glad that these groups are suing uh, people that know me. I've been ranting about this for years. I have. I've, I've been saying we know that this is illegal. Another way, um, another easy way to know that these types of things are unlawful. Think about this scenario. Uh, I, I used to work for one of the world's largest consultancies, uh, technology consultancy, and the firm the firm is like well over 500,000 people at this point but let's just go back to when it was 500,000 people a nice round number and let's talk about hiring processes so Let's pretend when the firm was 500,000 people, this is how anyone with two brain cells to rub together would know that quotas can't work, that all of these woke policies can't work. Let's say there were just four races, race A, B, C, and D. Denote them however you will in your head. And let's say in this fanciful world, there were just two genders. Wouldn't that be crazy? A world with just two genders. Uh, We'll call them boy and girl. I know this is tough for you to fathom. Um, Let's say the company, like many woke federal agencies, like many stupid companies, the company was after this equity dream. Half men, half women, and uh, ostensibly equal representation of all of these groups, as, as many as they could. So let's say they wanted 25% of race A, B, C, and D. If we got more granular, you could say um, they could break it down into sexualities. Uh, so straight gay, bi, and gender or queer or whatever the, the other sexualities are. doesn't even matter. But let's say there were four. Um, let's say there were just four religions. Say there were just an A religious person, you know, atheist, whatever. And then there was just religions uh, one, two, and three. So zero, one, two, and three. The question is, okay, I'm black, Christian, male, married, whatever. So say, hey, I quit the company, and now we're 499,999 people. They've got to hire someone, but they have to hire a straight black man who's Christian, whatever number that religion is, one, two, three, whatever. Putting any of those metrics on the job announcement is flagrantly illegal. Putting any of those figures into the screening process, speaking it to the hiring managers, to the recruiters, to the phone screeners, all of that is obviously illegal. And none of the Accenture, uh, scratch that, none of the mystical firm, uh, none of their leadership had an answer to that question. What do you do to achieve this equity without flagrant illegal activity to achieve equality across the board? You can't. Not with the current laws of the United States, not with the current makeup of the Civil Rights Act, you cannot, or the equal opportunity. You you can't. It's illegal. Okay, here's another problem. In the United States, in any given state, in any given sector, or any country in the world, there is not equal representation of genders, nor equal representation of races, ethnicities, religious groups, whatever. You can pick any of those things. There is never going to be a time where half of the working population is men, half are women, or any of these other fanciful genders. There's never going to be a time where a quarter of the working population is black, a quarter white, a quarter Asian, a quarter whatever other group you want to... So, Unlike economics, which they keep saying is zero-sum, this is actually a zero-sum game. The black population in the United States is about 13%. That is a zero-sum thing. If I hire 3% of black Americans, there is 10% left. You can't make more. That, that's what it is. So for a huge company of 500,000 people to take on 25% Say black, 25%, or the numbers, the letters, whatever, 25% race A, B, C, and D. Those are huge swaths of that population that are inaccessible to other sectors, inaccessible to other industries, other jobs. Other companies can't have, if I hire, you know, there's 13% of the population and I'm this huge maker company. If I hire 1% of the black population, then other companies can't achieve this equity dream. It's impossible. They can't do it. There aren't enough black people to achieve this nonsense. We can't have all black presidents of companies and all black boards and all of this nonsense. It is unattainable. This is a zero-sum game. You can't do it. And also, the fact that you want to do it means that you're racist. Like I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you were that person, you are racist. You are committing injustice. You're treating injustice with injustice. You're saying, oh, slavery was bad and, and, and the race riots were bad. So our solution to that injustice is we're going to treat white people that way. We're going to let people burn down their cities and we're going to let people commit violence against their homes, their families, their kids. Not because they deserve it, but just in the name of equity. Uh, So that's bullcrap. I don't even know if that's more or less uh, bullcrap than this next thing. So this has come on my radar as of, I don't know if I was out to lunch or whatever, but as of, say, two days ago. If you are not aware, uh, there is a case that's been selected. It's going to the Supreme Court. It's, it's referred to as the Coach Kennedy case. The fact that this case is literally being argued at the Supreme Court of the United States is absurd, is very concerning, and should frighten everyone. So let me unpack a little bit of the particulars, a little bit of the particulars of this case High school football coach, by himself, outside of school or coaching or teaching time, goes to pray by himself silently on the 50-yard line of the football field. Over the course of some time, some students, some athletes, football players go and silently pray with them. No one was asked. No one was told. No one was made to believe that this was a mandatory thing. So the inevitable happens, probably a plant, okay? This is total conjecture. I don't know this to be true, but probably a plant. Um, A a kid is coaxed into, coached up for, um, coerced in some way, talked into, leveraged, what have you, uh, into starting a nonsense conflict about the the coach praying silently by himself on the 50-yard line. Uh, The kid makes a claim something along these lines. I feel pressured into praying because I feel like you need to pray to play to get game time. Even though without going and interviewing these people, I know that kids who did not pray played in the games. Why? Because I've been a part of sports teams where some of the kids pray and other kids don't pray, don't even come into the huddles or circles or whatever, and they played. They played on all the teams, football, basketball, baseball, whatever it was they participated to, even if they didn't do this other thing that some of the players voluntarily did. Okay, I went to freaking Liberty University there would be athletes from... All over the country, that would come and play against those those teams at Liberty. Liberty teams pray before and after the games. Period. It's, it's going down. It doesn't matter if it's at your school or our school. So this is that's total fake news. No one was truly authentically under the impression that you needed to pray to get game time. So this is. The lawsuit happened and it went through the courts. The problem with it going through the courts, being heard in a courtroom and then in an appellate court or circuit court or district or wherever this thing routed to the Supreme Court, the problem with it is it is written in such a way that it is challenging your right. It's saying that you don't have a right to silently pray in public because there's the presumption that the activity that you are doing... You need to be a praying person or you need to be praying to do the activity. It's saying if I'm out at the park with my kids and they're playing and I'm praying silently by myself, which seems like a super basic free exercise, First Amendment type of thing, um, something that I could do even before government was established or if there was no established government, just just something that I can do as a Christian, but also that Mormons could do and that Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Muslims, Hindus, the yoga people, whatever the flying spaghetti monster people could do silently by themselves or even out loud. I know some people are very scared that they might catch some morality or catch some Christianity. If I pray out loud, uh, But it's written in such a way to say that if that's happening, my kids are playing at the park and I'm praying silently by myself, that it gives a pressure on other people. It makes other people feel like they cannot play at the playground unless they pray. That's very hard to say. They can't play at the playground unless they pray, I don't know how you would get that, but they wrote up the complaint in that manner, and this is being heard by the Supreme Court. So to put a fine point on it, the Supreme Court is supposed to decide if you or I or anyone else has the right as an individual to pray in public spaces Uh, in April. That's next month their oral arguments begin. So, not a mathematician, but presumably sometime in the summer, the Supreme Court is going to announce to the world whether Coach Kennedy, whether Joe Mobley, whether you, the listener, regardless of what you believe or if you believe in anything at all, has the right to participate in a protected religious activity, a free exercise of your faith or lack of faith, the Supreme Court is going to decide if that is permissible in public, silently. I don't understand what... I don't understand the arguments. I don't understand the speech. I, I expect there are going to be some fiery sound bites coming out of this, especially from Clarence Thomas, but I... I don't understand how it's possible that we even got here. So I'm going to have this linked below because you really, truly have to see it. And as much as I hate the Washington Post, I'm going to include their link because their their coverage is good. Their analysis, not so much. Their editorializing, not so much, but they're, coverage is is okay uh so yeah that's super duper scary uh anyway that's the message that i have for you tonight um we're we're continuing on with interviews we've got awesome interviews we've got a lot of people funnily enough that i connected with on social media facebook or twitter or whatever um we've got those interviews in in the pipeline um at least headed into the springtime, there are going to be some awesome interviews that you guys are not going to want to miss. I'll be posting some announcements on Twitter, on Getter, on Locals. That's where you can hear about it. My last show is... My last YouTube show and my last Facebook show is a week from today, next Thursday, uh, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Not 8.35. I don't anticipate having the same (laughs) technical difficulty that I had today. Um, So... The last thing that I'll say is use alternative platforms, buy alternative products, um, and I'll I'll just show you guys. don't have any sponsors here. I just think that this is really, truly, truly an excellent tool. Um, So if you haven't heard of it, then I'm going to share it because it's worth it. Uh, Second vote is definitely something that you need to be aware of. Uh, It's definitely something that you need to have in your life and you need to use. Um, So this is it. It's second vote, the number 2ndvote.com. And this is the basic premise is your vote goes beyond the ballot box, okay? You vote every day with your dollar. That's that's the basic premise. You vote every day with your dollar. So stop paying for things from people that hate you. Stop financing the success of people that hate you. Uh, So... Their mission is very simple: educating consumers to make informed decisions that align their dollars with their values, empowering them to impact corporate organizations. Uh, so this is basic activism. This is taking your dollar away, and it's hard. I'll tell you, it's hard because I had to break up with one of my favorite companies. These guys are super liberal. I know it. Second vote knows it. Everyone knows it. But I am. I am an. Ice cream addict. Okay. I eat ice cream like a pint of ice cream is a single serving thing. I don't even know why they put that little joke of, oh, you should eat a quarter of this or or one third. You know, there's three servings in here. Absolutely not. That second box of nutritional facts that just has all the sugar and all the calories and everything added up, that's for me. Cause when I pop the top, it's gone. It's done. It's, it's, um, so, I've had to make some really painful breakups. We cut Netflix. We cut Netflix when the cuties things was was going on. I spent too much of my life and my livelihood and my mental health fighting human trafficking to to support an organization like that. Uh, we my family, we've had to cut a lot of things out of our lives, but truly, truly one of the worst for me was Ben and Jerry's guy I love Ben and Jerry's I have not found a satisfactory replacement a big part of me deciding I hey I need to walk away from Ben and Jerry's I knew a lot of I knew a lot about them and their crazy gay lifestyle and whatever honestly could care less but second vote gives you the information that you need so you look at this and it gives them uh, scorings out of Six categories, um, kind of uh, civic-minded, civil-safe society, uh, life, of course, being pro-life, their education stances. And these metrics are what they are giving their money to, what they are financing. So education, Second Amendment, environment, and basic freedoms, which is kind of funny because this looks like a church, but they call it basic freedoms. And what they do is they just give it a score. Now, the thing is... Yeah, second vote is, they're conservative, okay? We can call a spade a spade here. But the thing is, they give an equal type thing. If you're a liberal, you can use second vote to only support neutral, slightly liberal, or strongly liberal organizations. You could use it for that very same reason, whatever floats your boat. But for the rest of us who are the appropriate demographic for second vote, um, it tells you basically how conservative, uh, neutral, slightly conservative, or strongly conservative. Here's the thing, guys. If a company is slightly liberal, I would need to look. I would need to look at which of these things they're slightly liberal in. If it's this life one here, and eh, I'm out. I'm done. Nope. No ground to give on the issue. Um and probably basic freedoms. I I don't think that everyone needs to think like I do with guns and and what I think about the environment and blah, blah, blah. So there's some wiggle room. So uh, slightly liberal uh, depends on which one of these things. Uh, Neutral organizations, 100%. I'm supporting that because they're just saying, hey, we're really not in the business of political ideology at work. We just sell a widget or a software or an app or an ice cream, I can't shake a stick at that, but I really do want to support slightly conservative or strongly conservative organizations based on these metrics. So you go over to secondvote.com, you can look by industry, you can sort the results, and I will tell you guys the heartbreak for me happened when, boom, you just search right there for ice cream. It gives you that little heads-up display of the colors, and you come down here, blue bunny, all day. Blue Bell, that's some good ice cream. If you've ever lived out in Texas or like the Southwest, you know all about this. Blue Bell is, yeah, I'm supporting them 100%. Here's the problem. Ben and Jerry's around the board. They give tons of money to Planned Parenthood, to these anti-freedom, anti-religious, anti-American, anti-firearms, anti uh, good education program, school choice. Uh, they're they're very they're very pro-abortion, uh, anti-America, anti-firearms, the environmental loctivists, like they they're just steeped in in crap. And I, I just I couldn't in good conscience continue on. Um dazs they're they're not pro-life. Uh, Coldstone, interestingly enough, has managed to just carve out carve themselves out right down the middle. Uh, but if you're if you're an ice cream fiend like I am, unfortunately, there really isn't a conservative ice cream, but you can search for just about Anything uh, that you use, like shoes, and you can find out that unfortunately, all of you people with your really cool spares are supporting some <laughs> less, less than ideal uh, companies. So there you go, guys. It's secondvote.com. Again, not sponsored. Second Vote has no clue who I am, am, and they could probably care less. Um, But that's the show. That's all I got for you. If you stuck with me to the end, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Uh, Go ahead, and you're watching this on Rumble because that's the only— Oh, no, it is on Facebook. Uh, So go ahead and like the show. Um, If you're still here, really appreciate it. Go ahead and leave a comment and tell me what you thought. Um, I, I do read all the comments. A lot of them are very encouraging. So thank you for those notes. Uh, go ahead and subscribe. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, it helps me out a lot. And I will see you guys in the next. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Joe Mobley show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.